Good afternoon and happy Wednesday. I don't know where I'm looking. Oh, over here. Okay. Happy Wednesday. Uh, uh, Mayor back. Uh, a little bit of rain out there as I'm coming in, so uh, that'll help the hair grow. That's good news. So we've got an exciting show planned for you today. Uh, Council Ziegler is going to be here. The news is good. The news is good. The news is good on the COVID front. Um, um, so, you know, before somebody asks, we, we still have the mask ordinance for... Um, uh, city buildings, but you do not have to uh, worry because I'm not signing up for forced vaccinations yet. So, uh, and I think I said that at city council the other night. So, just so you folks are all aware, um, I want to make sure. Um, you know, to me, this is still America. So we're going to try to respect each other and respect each other's wishes. Um, but I want to start the show today with. Um, a quick shout-out, because I watched, uh, hopefully you did too, and hopefully some of you made it out there. I watched the um, Methuen Rangers football game um, last Friday night, and I want to say Jim and the team, great job. That was probably as exciting a football game, as a high school football game, as I've seen in a long time. So kudos to Coach Ryan and all the players on Methuen High. They, didn't, they, they lost 34-33, to but... It was one hell of a game, and it was a really entertaining watch. Um, and I watched it from home on uh, uh, Methuen Community Studios, so you can too. So don't forget that uh, they're broadcast live. I don't. We, we don't do the away games, Jim. Do we? No. So um, you know, when they're at home, we do the games. So make sure you either get out to the stadium, and if you get out to the stadium, um, there's testing and vaccination there, and not forced, but uh, take advantage of it. Right, and, and I say that candidly because uh, we're going to talk a little bit about our numbers. All right, let's do the COVID charts, and then we'll get into our exciting guests. We've got a couple of different exciting guests today. So the news is good, like I said. Um, if you remember last week, we were at 113 new cases, I think it was. We're down to 91 new cases this week. That is the good news. So 8,893 total cases of COVID-19 in Methuen, including the mayor. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about the good and the not so good. I am pumped um, that City Council unanimously confirmed Scott McNamara as the new police chief. His contract will be presented to Council uh, October 4th, and we anticipate a small reception to pin him on the 5th. And then we will start going uh, to various junctions of the city. I'm going to call various places like the Irish Cottage, uh, Borelli's, Bada Bing. Um, and set up little coffee receptions for folks to come out and meet the chief. So if you can't if you can't swing by this police station on October 5th when we do the pinning event, uh, we're going to have events all over. And um, you know this is a huge thing for the city. And you know every time I talk to the young man, I'm more convinced that we made the right choice. And I know you will too. Um, and he's going to continue moving us in the right direction. So the new case, as I said, is down from 113 to 91. Uh, Methuen Day. So Council Ziegler is going to get here in a few minutes, and we're going to talk about Methuen Day, Saturday, October 2nd. Bigger and better than ever. It sounds like a, a soap ad. It sounds like I'm doing a soap ad here. Bigger and better than ever, um, including 10 food trucks, I think. Don't hold me to that. We'll ask Eunice when she gets here. Um, all the trends went in the proper direction this week. So we've gone from 29.5 to 32.1 to 29.1 to 24.9 per 100,000. That's positive. We got flag football starting from Recreation Department this Friday. And don't forget, this Friday night, we have an outdoor mm. movie night at Great Court State Park, uh, picked by you, the public. And my understanding is it's The Sandlot, which is one of my favorite movies. So come on out, have some popcorn, some water, and enjoy a beautiful uh, movie in a very historic um, setting, right? And so <clears throat> there's the good. The not so good of the 91 new positive, 36 were fully vaccinated. I, I don't even know if we call them breakthrough cases anymore. 10 were Moderna, 11 Pfizer, and 3 Janssen. And then uh, Ryan just refuses to take considering all perspectives off the chart. He leaves it on week to week to see if the mayor actually reads these things. And yes, I do. Right. So considering all perspectives um, and maybe maybe Ryan's smart to leave that there, because, um, you know, one of the things that I keep talking about is sooner or later, we're going to lose that that undercurrent element of conspiracy theory in the city of that everything has a um, an underground conspiracy. Right. Um, and that was put there when we interviewed the chief. And I tell you quite candidly, 
Um, I only interviewed three people. I only interviewed the three finalists. All three were excellent and could once again work on, once again, people that I thought could do the job. In the end, it came down to fit for me, um, and each team is unique. And later today, I'm going to send an email to City Council um, identifying my selection for community development. I'm not going to announce that here. We'll announce that next week. Next week, the mayor is on vacation for a couple of days, so he won't be on the show. My understanding is Ryan will host the show in my absence, so good luck, MC Studios, when Ryan actually runs the show. Besides, um, you'll have to kind of, Cameron, you'll have to do cue cards and all kinds of things there, so good luck. Um, but I'm taking a couple of days off next week um, uh, and resting up. Okay, so let's go to the charts. Let's keep going to the charts. So our, uh, our split, male and female, we're almost 400 ahead total on the female side. And uh, Ryan task for next week is, what's the split demographically in the city? How many females and how many males in the city? So we're going to ask you that for next week. And Karen Hayden will quiz you on the show and say, Ryan, the mayor asked you, does this ratio hold true when you look at the city's overall population? And then the distribution by age on the next chart, you can see that the under 19... Um, now, a question came up, uh, I think it was at City Council the other night, um, and people got confused and asked, hey, now that the CDC said Pfizer is accept, the CDC has not said Pfizer is acceptable for children. Pfizer has said that their vaccine will work in kids age five and above. Uh, so we're still waiting green light from the government to use it. Um, and if they do, um, you know, we, we will offer that and tell you how you can get it, all right? And so that's important. Um, but you can see the, uh, you know, the people that have been vaccinated, the, the older people is starting to dwindle. Okay, next one is for this week. So out of the, the 91 this week, 27 of them were under 19. So that shows you still the unvaccinated being. And, uh, you know, Ryan, I'm going to give you your second action. If he's still, is he still in the control room? Karen, give me a yes. Yeah, he's out there. So, Ryan, we're going to give you a second action for next week because we want to take this chart and we want to uh, have uh, Felix um, split it by vaccinated and unvaccinated. Right, because I know people feel that that's uh, an important point. Um, as somebody who was vaccinated who got it, um, I don't know. I'm thankful, like I said previously on the show, that I got vaccinated. All I got was the bad cough and a lot of really, really bad fatigue. Um, I wouldn't want any worse than I had it, to be honest with you. So. Um, Vaccinated and unvaccinated for next week, Ryan, if you can. And then my, the mayor's fascination with the three city chart is on the next one. So over the last two weeks, Methuen's had 239 cases. Lawrence had two, 297. Haverhill, 226. So you can see um, where they are. Uh, Lawrence has had over 21,000 cases since inception. Methuen, 8,300. And uh, Havel. Now, somebody wrote in, and I'm trying to remember who it is. Mayor, can you explain? This is last time, and I didn't get to it. Can you explain the difference between the number on your charts and the number here? And I think what she's referring to is uh, we say 8893 here. And when you look at this three-city comparison chart, it says 8362. And I, we did explain this early on, but I'm going to explain it again because it's a great question, so thank you for asking. Um, this 8362 comes from the state. These are actual confirmed after-the-fact cases. Our number in Methuen, 8893, comes right from our local Department of Health and includes probables based on tests. All right? So it is possible that some of these 8893 could fall off and not be truly positives, but not many. All right? So there's always going to be a discrepancy um, and we could, you know, probably should have Felix Zemmel come on as well, um, Ryan. And maybe next week when you're on, you can come on with Felix and uh, kind of do a discussion of other elements of the Department of Public Health. Because one of the things hopefully you paid attention to is I, pay, I proposed a reorg that would separate public health from community development. And that's not because anybody's doing a poor job. That's because I think there's two very different missions for those organizations and we want to make sure that they have the right focus. Um, 
Uh, Felix has done an excellent job upping the grants that come into Methuen. We're on top of our game when it comes to grants and public health. We do a great job in grants on the community uh, development side as well. Um, but w what we don't want is the public health overwhelming community development. We still have to have that. And uh, I was at the Merrimack Valley Mayor's and Manager's Breakfast this morning. had a uh, great talk with the Amazon folks, and they've got interest in coming to Bethune. So um, we've got irons in the fire that uh, we're probably going to do a business show in the very near future here. Next chart is the incident rate per 100,000. You can see that's going down. That's the good news. That's the good news. So the, uh, somebody will ask right away, do we still have to wear the masks, man? In city buildings, yes, for now. And then the next chart is, you know, the, the big three as of um, the last 14 days. And you can see that Lawrence is at a 5% positive rate. Um, I don't know what Methuen's is. It looks like it's, it's, it's actually higher. 5.01 in Methuen is the positivity rate. So we've got the highest positivity rate out of the big three in the last 14 days. Um, that's the only not good news on the broadcast. Okay, let's talk Turkey. If you get to the next chart is um, right from the state website, and I like to include this. So the left-hand side is first dose. So Methuen is at 62.4. 62.4% of our population has had the first dose, where 72.7% is the state number, right? So last time I talked to you, we were at 62. Now we're at 62.4. The state's at 72.7. We're a full 10% off the state. And then for full vaccination, the state is at 65.6, and Methuen is at 57.2. But the good news is we went up 0.04. Right? So, um, you know, we seem to be making about a 4 to 5% of... 0.4 to 0.5% climb every week. So um, if you're a big believer in progress like my father was, a journey of a million miles starts with a single step. Every one of these little steps is important to help us, right? So I did start the show by saying I'm not a believer in forks vaccinations, but for the umpteenth time, I'm going to tell you, everybody I know that I love, I have encouraged them to get vaccinated. My, my children, who I love more than life itself, are all vaccinated. And I told the story previously, um, there's no rhyme or reason to this disease. I got COVID after the two vaccines, yet the three people who live with me, my two children and my son's girlfriend, in the same house did not get it. Yet my son, who's 26, who lives elsewhere, he visited me for 10 minutes the weekend before, he got it. So I think you need to be careful about uh, perceptions about how it moves around. Now, if I don't do this, if I don't do that, um, just a trip to the market could be all it takes, right? It just happens to be luck of the draw in some cases. And then the next chart, uh, I'm not sure why Ryan keeps including it, shows me that he does know where Essex County is and what cities comprise Essex County. No. Um, it, it, shows, it, it shows you, the public, that we're getting it right from the Mass DPH website, right? And, and if you go up there, it, I, I will say... You know, I'm, I'm critical of a lot of the things that the Commonwealth has done. Um, but I do want to say, you know, the metrics like this, they've done a, a, a solid job on. And you can go up there any day after. I think it's any day after 3 p.m. it gets updated. All right, so this is a daily update. You can see what the numbers are in your community, et cetera, et cetera. And, by the way, on, underneath that testing data, there's a, an indicator that you can select total case counts. You can do... Uh, percent uh, positive, all of those are drop-downs, and it calculates it right there on the screen for you. So that's a lot of the data that we get is from these screens, and we encourage you to go out and check it, right, and watch uh, for some of the, uh, the trends. So overall, the trends are good. The trends are positive. Um, we're not at a point where uh, we're ready to reverse the mask. I don't want to call it mandate, the mask order yet. Um, so if you go into public buildings, you're still going to have to mask up. Um, but, you know, um, this tells me the folks at the state level are on top of the game because this is what they predicted. A pike, a, excuse me, a spike when we go back to school, then it would gradually drop off, and they're anticipating another spike around the holiday period. Just, you know. 
So for those of you that might be interested, I'm going to say it again. Trick or treat is on. Trick or treat is on in Methuen. I know it's it, today is what September 22nd. Man, 22nd. The month is going. I, I'm, I'm getting old. Bye bye. Yeah. Uh, so it's not as far. We're, we're less than five weeks to Halloween, which is one of the mayor's favorite um, holidays. Uh, we are planning to do uh, do it to do a trick or treat. All right. Now, having said that, uh, we're going to give you a lot of, as we head up to that, we're going to do a special show that talks about things that we recommend you do and how we recommend you do it. Um, but we want everybody to participate and have a great time. Right. And, and we say that uh, candidly. So um, Council Ziegler is not here yet uh, from my notes. So we're going to um, we've got Methuen Day coming Saturday, October 2nd. And we'll get into that more um, as uh, as Council Ziegler comes to us. And I just lost the screen for a minute. Excuse me. No need to watch me technology now. All right, but uh, let's introduce our other guests instead of waiting. So uh, I'm, I'm thrilled to welcome back. This is your second time, I believe, on the show, yep, right? That's it's correct. not third. Am I losing second. it? Second. No, you're correct. Okay, because I could have said COVID brain, you know. I like um, the way you're thinking. I hope to, I look forward to the third time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is Brad Eardley, who is a mental health consultant, if I said that. Mm-hmm. Counselor, yep. Um, and we thought important, so we've got two topics today. We've got Methuen Day, we'll do at the end of the show with Council Ziegler. And we've got Brad to talk a little bit about mental health because there's a lot of things going on. There's still strain on the family unit, on individuals related to the pandemic, but also related to um, um, back to school, um, other events, social events, um, you know. And, you know, to me it feels like... um, We've got two teams, two mm-hmm. sides, and both sides have data that they want to use to com- make the compelling argument. But, uh, um, Brad, you know, take it away. T- tell us a little bit about your visit today and key focus areas that you wanted to talk about, if you would. Yeah, I think the, the main thing is to recognize, like you're saying, Mary Perry, that the return to school is always uh, a time of transition. And transitions often are times of greater stress. So back to school in general is a time of increased stress. And so being mindful of how we manage our stress, um, how we support one another in the family unit, in the home, um, is really important in general at this time of year. In addition to that, you have all of this COVID stuff. So what COVID adds to the picture is, um, again, I remember the last time that I was here, one of the difficulties of the COVID situation is the fact that, it, again, it's just sort of ongoing. You know, like here we are, and it's been a year and a half plus. Yeah. And, you know, there were many people who thought it was going to be all said and done by March of last year. Right. So I think the main thing is for people to recognize that we're in a layered situation. Yep. So the couple things about back to school in general that I think are always good for parents and families to think about, um, anyone who's responsible for children, is recognizing that it is a time of stress. I mean, some kids really look forward to going back to school. Some kids, you know, would love for the day to never come. And then there are a bunch of kids that are somewhere in between. You yep. know, some kids who are excited about some aspect of going back to school and some kids who are, you know, there's a lot that they're worried about or anxious about. Yeah. So the the frame that i encourage parents and guardians to hold at this time of the year is a frame of confidence mm. and a frame of ability so you know there is a lot of stress there's a lot of opportunities for stress the school has got a parent night parent teacher conferences you yeah. know read the newsletter there's all this different stuff and then again with covid protocol just trying to make sure that everyone's on top of what each school expects it's a lot yeah. And so the important thing is for the people who are responsible, the responsible adults in the household, whoever they are, to hold that frame of like, we've got this. We yeah. can handle this, whatever yeah. it is. And trying to maybe staying positive is too much for some people to ask, but yeah. staying confident. Yeah. Because the kids take their cues from saying we can get through this. Yeah, right? we got this. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. So I think that's the first thing. And then more generally, I really encourage people who are responsible for kids at this time of year to remember 
that every kid is different and kids are constantly changing. So, you know, the conversations after school, you know, using open-ended questions, not just sort of like, did you have a good day? Did you learn a lot? Did you have fun? You know, it's good to ask your kids questions at all. But if you're really trying to build a connection with your child and trying to learn what they're going through, you want to ask more open-ended questions like, what did you learn today? And what was fun? And uh, what was hard? You know, for older kids, maybe like, what are you grateful for? What did you struggle with? You know, whatever makes sense as far as the kids, you know, their vocabulary and their ability, cognitively speaking, you know, ask them individual questions and make sure to do a mix of those kinds of conversations individually and collectively. Right. Because if you only ask your kids how school was at the dinner table, I mean, it's great to do that. But if you only do that, basically what's going to happen is the kids who love school are going to have a ton of things to say. Right. And the kids who are not having a good time are just going to sort of shrink and disappear and avoid. Yeah. And it just sort of feeds into a lot of narratives that they probably all have. And it creates negative, you know, competition and things like that. So, again, it's a great thing to do. But in addition to that, making sure parents and guardians are asking their kids individually, like in the bedroom, like before going to bed and those sorts of things. Like, so tell me, like, you know, you know, just create space where the kid can be a little bit more honest. Yeah. Because um, that makes a huge difference for yeah. kids. Cause it's, it, it, I mean, I say this, it's going to sound quite. It's hard being a kid in school in a non-pandemic environment. Indeed. Right. Yes. I mean, you have the social challenges, you have the educational challenges, et cetera, et cetera, right? Um, and, and I say this to you, you know, I think, um, you know, the superintendent comes in a lot, and I, I, I laud her and the staff for the job that they've done um, in being dynamic in responding to all these changes, right? Yeah, because it's been so, and I think, you know, one of the things she said that really strikes me is, you know, um, you hear the word a lot, normal. Mm-hmm. Now we just, I just want to go back to normal. Well, well normal can be many things, right? That's right. It's what we make normal, right? That's right. And it's our reaction to it that sets kind of a tone for those around us. And I forget, I think I said this the last time you were on the show. Um, I remember reading about uh, a behavioral psychiatrist and his whole theory was um, you become the person you're going to become, mostly, and there's certain things you can change it, by the time you're age 10. Mm-hmm. And that's formed by the fabric around you, by the Absolutely. people around you. Your character, your morals, your, is really kind of set. And there are certain things, you know, major life events can impact that. But you, right, I think, you know, it's hard to realize when you're in the day-to-day that that's that's happening right because you're you've got somebody you're making a lasting impression on about how they're going to deal with something right so that's right and if you're and if you as the adult if you're setting the tone that like you were saying before like we got this we can handle this the kid may or may not agree with you in the moment but because they are um in your household yeah they're taking their cues from you Yep. And so if they feel confident that you do have it under control, yeah. then they can relax and focus on the things that they want to focus on. Yep. Because what kids often do is they take on mentally and emotionally, they take on responsibility that's not actually supposed to be theirs. Yeah. And so until an adult clarifies for them, you don't have to worry about this. I've yeah. got this under control. And they say it and they mean it. And it's true. Yeah. The kid's going to continue to hold that responsibility, which distracts them from focusing on their schoolwork, from focusing on participation in sports, from, you know, participating in friendships and growing in those yep. sorts of ways. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. You know, I am fascinated by this. I, I could get you and John Crocker on a show and spend yeah. like a week, never mind an hour. So totally. uh, it's really important. And I think it's also important to be able to talk about these things. Right. And, and, and I say that, you know, um, I, don't know I say I, ca- I came from a more rigid uh, I had a great father, great mother, right? Yeah. Uh, but my father was pretty disciplined when we were children, right? And, um, you know, as time evolved, we became, I think we became closer as a family. We lost uh, a, a sibling. Mm. And so that impacted the, the family. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, yeah, can and so, you know, I think there's a lot to be said about being able to just have discussions about 
mental health and well-being, if you will, right? Just being able to say, I'm not okay with this. And your, your point about, you know, putting a child in a, a comfortable position, a comfortable space so that they feel comfortable enough to say, you know, this was the crappy part of my day. Totally. Right? That's right. It's really important, right? It doesn't mean that you're going to wave a wand and fix it. No. Um, uh, but at the, at, same, at, at the same token, you know, at least you're, you're talking about it, and it's, it's important to you, right? Yeah, so. yeah. Oh, my gosh. I, I appreciate you saying that because what I have found is that, you know, with my own kids, for example, what I've found is that if I just can provide to them a space yeah. where they can talk about whatever it is that they're struggling with, yeah. almost as, and, and, you know, there are exceptions, but almost as soon as they tell me about it, it's like it's not bothering them anymore. Yeah. And so there's this great function of close relationship where people can really like truly get stuff off their chest yeah. and again, return to the positive, return yeah. to the good stuff in their life, return yeah. to the things that they need to focus on. Yeah. And again, like what I've learned over time with my kids being in school is that the after school hours, it just feels like they just shrink. Yeah. There's fewer and fewer of them like through activities, homework, dinner, you know, all these sorts of things. And so yeah. they, they need to be able to use their after school time efficiently and so if we, as the, the adults in their lives, can create that space where yep. they can get something off their chest, they can be way more efficient in their time doing the things that they're really supposed yeah. to do. Now, we've got a million questions, and some of them are, most of them are general in nature and uh, not related necessarily, but I want to finish kind of this thread we're on. So uh, I think it's also important, and I'm asking, that, that uh, parents realize that you're not a failure as a parent. There, there are going to be certain situations that are, are more difficult to deal with. That's right. Put it, and you're going to need help, right? For sure. And that's where people like yourself can kind of help, right, in that regard, right? So I don't know if you want to spend a minute talking about, you know, that aspect. But when, when you have uh, children or a family unit that needs help, where do they go to? Because when we, we do these discussions, I always like to stress there's resources available to you. For sure. Right? Don't, don't think you have to go it alone. For right? sure. So if you would, yeah. Yeah, quickly. So what I would say is you're so right. I think, number one, um, what I found in my own life, and I think a lot of people find this, is that um, our identity is started when we're young, you know, and it's based so much on our environment. But it's also based on the adversity that we face. Whatever that adversity is, and it's different for every person. And so what we want our kids to grow up with a sense of is that, again, like, it's not so much that I'm going to have a great life. I mean, we want that for our kids. But it's more so that I can handle what happens in yeah. my life. That's what we want kids to believe. We want them to ex- encounter adversity and feel like they're up to the challenge. And right. sometimes they don't have the skills. And sometimes we as the parents don't have the skills. And so like what you're saying, normalizing reaching out for help and seeking assistance from someone outside the family, someone, you know, outside the system, the family system is, it sends a very powerful message to the kid. So as far as where people can go, there are a variety of community mental health agencies um, that people can access from Methuen. Um, A lot of agencies are still doing telehealth. So uh, families have the opportunity to utilize um, mental health services in their own home if they have a good uh, wireless or a a good Internet connection. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there are often uh, resources in a lot of the schools as well. So basically, whatever your natural supports are for your children, and, and if it's nothing but their teachers, you can start that conversation with the teacher and say, I'd really like to get some help for my child. What do you recommend? Who do you recommend? And then good old Google, you know, mental health, Methuen Mass, you know, and, you know, probably nine or ten agencies will come up. Um, So it is readily available no matter what your insurance is, things of that nature. And then if you're looking for something um, different, then there are a lot of people that are in private practice. So that's that's me. I'm in private practice. Um, You know, and people are either taking clients or it's paid with insurance or pay out of pocket or whatever it is. But. Um, there's always someone available. Yep. And that's great because, uh, you know, I, I think far too many people try to go it alone, if you will. Right? For sure. All right, I'm going to try to hit a couple of these questions. I'll apologize because some will be. Um, that's okay. I've been ignoring them for a while. Um, have you resolved the leaf truck issue? The answer is no. Um, we're trying to still lease a truck or negotiate with uh, E.J. Harvey. Um, and that is entirely related to the availability of, of vehicles. 
So, um, and not that is not restricted to uh, um, the Leaf Packer vehicle. Uh, that is also impacting, I don't know if you saw City Council the other night, but we're about to order our six brand new police cars, and we're understanding that it's going to take us almost a year to get them. Uh, and that's because, I don't know how many people know this, there's a giant chip shortage, not potato chips, so don't send the mayor ruffles. Uh, the chips that go in your car, I got an offer in the mail the other day from my, my personal pickup truck that they'd pay me more than I paid for the truck. Um, and so that leads me to believe that the chip shortage is real. They're looking to, you know, uh, sell used vehicles. So, uh, Teresa, we'll keep you updated on that. Um, and thank you, Josephine. I'm going to try to take good care of myself. When is the Greystoke Park Halloween event? It is a fun event, especially for kids and families. Yes, it is. I don't have the date at the top of my fingers, but we are having it. Steve Angelo asked this, answered this last time I was on the show. Um, let's see. Do I know anything about Governor Baker wanting to create a statewide vaccination ideas system? I don't. Um, and I'm not, I'm not in favor of that, but uh, we'll talk about that on another show, right? I know there's some that would disagree with me. Has Methuen gotten any of the 2021 American Rescue Plan Act monies yet? Great question. Yes, we have. $46.4 million is in the bank. Um, now, there are specific requirements for the use of it. Um, and thankful to City Council, we've been joined by Councilor Eunice Ziegler from the East. Um, we contracted with Melanson, who's going to be our compliance arm. And um, I want to remind folks that you can still send in your ideas on things that we're going to do with that $46 million. We're looking to spend that $46 million in a number of different ways to improve the quality of life of Methuen residents. And so some of it might be related to broadband infrastructure. Some of it might be related to... Um, you know, improving our parks and recreation, our improve, you know, redoing our tennis courts, things like that that people use a lot uh, that are expensive, that we wouldn't have the money to do. We're going to spend some of it on our water sewer. But just so you know, what's going to happen is we're going to make a list of all these project ideas. I've already got um, 10 from the water sewer team. Uh, they're a pretty hefty price tag. We're going to put them on a list, run them through the compliance officer, then sit with the city council and say, okay, if we were to prioritize these things, what things would we do first? With the, how do we shop with the $46 million? And the example I use in this show is uh, we really want to spruce up Forest Lake. And spruce up is not the words. We want new bathrooms, a new shower, a new playground area. Uh, we, we want to spruce up the phone call right in the middle of the show. Um, we want to spruce up the, um, the trails themselves, the beach, um, and, and make it more usable for our, we believe, especially after this past summer, that it's a diamond in the rough and not enough people, you know, use it. So great questions. Um, let's see. Can you give a brief, Jamie says, can you give a brief but at the same time detailed description as to where we are with the police contracts? Understand we're in arbitration. We're having negotiations outside the arbitration to take some of the risk out of all or nothing. Yeah, I'm not uncomfortable speaking on Jamie, and I won't have to blink twice. That's fine. Um, so um, the only contract that's – so I think it's really important, and I love that you asked the question. So all the unions on the city side, with the exception of the patrolman's union, there are seven unions – uh, and I, I want to express my appreciation to council and to those unions. We have negotiated collective bargaining agreements, and we've successfully uh, approved those. The two that are not done, so that includes the dispatchers at the police station. They're done. The patrolman's association we're negotiating with right now, um, and then the superiors is the one you're referring to. The superiors contract is in arbitration. Somebody was spreading a news uh, source that the city had asked for a 30-day delay. Um, that's the first time I've ever seen that, and I asked both the city lawyers who said, we haven't asked for any delay, so we're not sure where that information is coming from, but um, we're expecting a decision on the arbitration, Jamie, in November, and if the arbitration goes the city way, which we hope it will, we'll have to be sitting back down at the table with the superiors. If it doesn't go our way, we'll be talking about uh, what we need to do to pay that contract. Um, but I am hopeful 
and I say that. So uh, I appreciate you asking the question in the public eye, and I answer it, you know, quite frankly, and, and that's where we are. Um, traffic has vastly increased on local highways for the morning driving. It can be very frustrating. When winter comes, it will be worse. I think people must find it a big adjustment to go back to work or school full-time. Yeah, and, and so, um, you know, I, I want to remind you that more so pickup than drop-off is uh, really clogging up at several of the schools. And so we've started to see the bus use increase, and that's a perfect, you know, segue topic. Um, I think a lot of parents were, I don't want to say the word, are scared, because I hate that word. There's no such word. Afraid, you know, anxious about having the kids use the bus mm. um, so quickly upon the cessation of COVID, or, or at least the, you know, the drop in the peak, I'll say, sure. right? Mm-hmm. And so... Um, I think what I see, Teresa, and I'm, 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 I'm asking you is, um, you know, I think that's a normal issue, too, that more people are doing pick-up and drop-off, and gradually that's going to evolve as people become more, I don't know if comfortable is the right word, but... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. comfortable is definitely the right word. I think, there's a, I, think, I think some people are really anxious to, like you were saying earlier, Mary Perry, like some people are very anxious to kind of go back to what they think is normal, sort of like the way things used to be. I think it's probably what most people are thinking of when they say that. Yeah. But um, there are a lot of people also who are trying to be as cautious as they can for as long as they possibly yep. can. And, you know, I mean, if they have the right to do that, they have the right to do that. And right. so school buses are a great example of that. Yeah. And, and even people that I'm aware of that are trying to find alternative ways to, you know, educate their children, yeah. even though, you know, theoretically schools are back and they're in person and all that stuff. There are still, you know, again, people are just, everybody's at a different spot. Yeah, I hear you. So we got a uh, frequent contributor, Anomalistration, who I love. He says, this is also a great time for parents or those who are in charge of kids to recognize their own needs for counseling, support, and space and express their own changing needs, expressions of personhood, and more. While it's important for caretakers to be confident with those in care, it's equally important for them to be honest with themselves about their own crisis fatigue and the changing needs. We can be most useful as strong and confident supports for others by actively being strongly supported ourselves. That's a great statement. Well put. Yeah. We're going to have a novelist on the show one of these times. Um, Okay. Um, Somebody said something about jobs. I want a, a reminder that we've got plenty of jobs available. Uh, we're struggling to fill on the city side and on the school side. We have openings for program assistants, for um, for um, crossing guards, for cafeteria help, for uh, you name it. Uh, on the city side, um, you know, we've negotiated new these new CBAs that I talked about with Jamie's questions earlier. Um, you know, we've got a new contract for our DPW workers, so check out our DPW. Uh, you'll find our DPW director is a great guy. Uh, they're working hard with the Methuen Arts Council on Light the Falls. Uh, it's, you're probably going to say that. I don't want to steal your thunder. I, I, it sounds like it's dress right dress. So, um, you know, plenty of opportunities. for. We, we've got openings for police officers. We've got openings for dispatches. We've got openings for um, assistant assessor. We've got opening for a number of jobs, right? So it would seem to me that, um, and, and let me be honest, the benefits are really good. Uh, health insurance is probably one of the best I've ever seen in the city of Methuen. So don't be afraid. Um, drop in a resume. There, there are no automatic hires, right? Um, so uh, we'd, we'd love to see if you're, you're interested in a job. Um, please upgrade the playground equipment to the parks. Much needed. Yeah, yeah, Nancy, we're planning that. That's on there. Uh, but remember, I'm glad you brought me back to the opera money. Um, so... In the uh, Methuen Connection newsletter, in the mayor's corner, I said, hey, if you got an idea, send it to Ryan Hamilton. Um, when I come back from my mini vacation, uh, the next show I do is going to be uh, a pavement, a, a road paving update. So we have completed 41% of the milling in the city we plan to do, and 28% of the paving, that was as of Monday morning. The numbers will be hired. And I'll go street by street and tell you which ones are done and which ones are going to be done before we stop for. Um, we'll stop sometime in October, late October. 
uh, because you don't want to do it when the frost starts coming because then you're paving and you create frost heaps and we'd pick it back up in the spring. Um, but we're going to finish what we plan to finish, which is almost $3 million worth of road paving. That is not insignificant. Uh, if I had my druthers, I'd, I'd take another, and council, you know this, $5 million out of the ARPA money and pay, but ARPA rules do not allow it. So uh, please, you know, don't think we're ignoring if you send in a note that says, pave my road, you know, with the ARPA money. Um, the rules, which change frequently, don't allow us to pave uh, roads using ARPA funds unless we do a water sewer infrastructure break, right? So if we were to go down to a certain section of the city and replace the water and sewer lines, then we could pave as part of that project and it would be covered. So hopefully that people understand that because the number one thing we're getting asked is paving. Paving, and, and I just want to make sure everybody understands. It's not because we don't want to do it. All right. Um, I got to get to Methuen Day. Any, 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 you know, walk away thoughts because this is an important topic, and I hate the short shift. That, to be honest with you. Well, I think the main thing is I really appreciate what the person uh, in the chat said. You know, yeah. I think I think it's really well put. So if we are trying to set the tone as the adult in the household that we can take care of this, we need to we need to live out and do whatever it takes for us to sit in that seat and be in that stance authentically. So checking in with ourselves, doing our self-care, spiritual activity, meditation, exercise, eating right, making sure that we try to sleep, you know, all those sorts of things um, are important and they contribute to our ability to, to be the person that we want to be for the kids that we're responsible for. Yep. Well, I really appreciate you coming back on the show. We've got to get you back again. And like I said, we've got to get you back with, uh, uh, my good friend from the schools there, he, John, he's, totally. yeah, he's he's fantastic. Yeah, I mean he's he's and they're assessing every every grade level, which is really great, right? So I you know I think the recognition that the pandemic has pushed us back from a mental health perspective in the schools um, is so important, and you know knowing that assessing, and then what are we going to do to try to address it, right? Uh, so John's. You know, he's working hard at that, and so i got to get the two of you on the program so we can have a lengthy discussion on that. That'd be great. All right? Appreciate you coming on. Absolutely. All right, so now I'll introduce Councilor Yuna Ziegler, who's here. Uh, we've got some exciting stuff, uh, a little marketing activity here. And so we're going to talk about uh, upcoming Methuen Day, which is Saturday, October 2nd. Yes? That is correct. All right. Saturday, October Take 2nd. It away. Yeah. So uh, Methuen Day is a little over a week away, and the planning committee has been doing an amazing job with putting this event together for the community. Uh, this year, it will start off with a field of honor at 9 a.m. at the Nevins Memorial Library. If you're interested in purchasing a flag in honor of a service member, you still can. There's still opportunity to do so by reaching out to the Director of um, Veteran Services here in the city of Methuen, Paul Jensen. Uh, following the Field of Honor, we will proceed with our, uh, our standard Methuen Day festivities uh, starting at 10 a.m. in the square. So the event will start off with a mini parade as as it did in 2019, uh, from stage two to stage one, uh, featuring just uh, community members who are part of the planning team and some of our you know, local uh, athletes as well. Uh, we have over 70 vendors that will be present wow. at Methuen Day this year. I know that I mentioned that figure to someone the other day, and they said, where are you going to put them? Yeah. They are going to fit downtown. Yeah. <laughs> And that's not including the 11 food trucks that we will have 11 as food well. trucks, excellent. So I'll give you a preview, of course, to um, really enjoy the event and, and know what's going on. You have to come down to the square next Saturday. But we'll have Pete's Push Carts, Najwa's Ice Cream, um, Spigot River Brewery truck. So that's a, a beer truck. So that would be Excellent. off to the side. Yes. So we'll have a mini uh, makeshift um, beer garden. So I know for we those will find who... Council for Retro. <laughs> <laughs> Most likely, <laughs> yeah. yes. Uh, so, you know, we're really excited about offering that. Uh, we're going to have um, 
Mr. Gourmet, who does like gourmet sausages and hot dogs, um, Chiliana's Catering, that does contemporary American and wood fire pizza. Oh, excellent. Um, Dylan and Pete's Ice Cream, another ice cream truck. Yeah. Um, Kona Ice, who, you know, Kona Ice is really good to Methuen. They, they are at most everything. Um, so they will be there in addition to a number of of vendors. And when I say vendors, the vendors are really our, our businesses, majority right. are small businesses within Methuen and some of our nonprofits as well as our, our school, um, our school clubs. So Methuen Youth Lacrosse, Methuen Youth Soccer will be represented. Um, the PT, the PTOs will be represented mm-hmm. um, during the event. And it's really exciting because each of the vendors are doing something creative, mm-hmm. right? So the PTO is partnered with Texas Roadhouse to do some raffles so people can stop by their table and win some, you know, free meals, um, you know, which which would be interesting and, and fun to do, right? Uh, I think all of the tables are going to be creative. One of the, the tables that I'm excited to, to try out is um, the veteran services table. Yeah, I've heard about this. Yeah. Yes. So our, our veteran services officer, he um, really took some time to think about this creative um, virtual 3D jump so you have the the Oculus glasses and you put them on and it and it will simulate jumping out of an airplane. Yeah. So you definitely want to check that out. Yeah. <laughs> jumping into Nicholson Stadium is my understanding. Yes. Right. Yeah. So that's really cool, and people are going to want to try it. Yeah. Act, virtual skydiving. You're right, Nancy. Not actual skydiving. So yes. We don't want people parachuting into <laughs> Methuen Square. So. <laughs> yes, it will be virtual. Yeah. <laughs> Emphasis on virtual. Yeah. Uh, but you know there there are going to be a number of creative things. So there are going to be tons of raffles um, for folks to participate in. Of course, our board of health will be there, yeah. and we already know what they're going to say. Yep. You know, get vaccinated if if you know that's um, comfortable with you. Um, Find some information from from them about how to you know stay healthy about some new programming coming up in the city, yeah. so you want to check out their table yeah. uh, it's It's going to be a really, really great event. Yeah. We have um, entertainment uh, lined up for before you get to that let me just say yes. a couple of questions oh yeah so uh, will there be any health organizations at the Methuen day for for flu shots slash covid Yes. So, yes. So the health department's going to be there. Greater Lawrence Family Health Center will be there as well. Um, And they will be offering, you know, vaccinations. Uh, So you definitely want us to um, go to their table. They're going to be right next to the health department table. So we'll make it easy for you to find them. Yes, most definitely. I know the answer to this next one, but I'll let you do it. Will there be a dunk tank event at the 2021 Methuen Day? No, Thank so God we for have that. graduated from the dunk tank. I don't, uh, I don't foresee the dunk tank coming back. <laughs> I think those days are over. To quote the song, yeah. uh, but there will be a number of other fun activities. So every year we have a kids' corner. Um, this year the kids' corner is expanding. We're going to have uh, two bounce houses, face painting, balloon twisting, a treat shop. And also, speaking, going back to some creative vendor ideas, so the Methuen Scouts uh, messaged the committee a couple months ago and said, we want to do an archery range. That's cool. And so they were really diligent about it, put together specs, specifications, yeah. and so we're, we're going to do it. Um, Did they ask going- the mayor to sit by the target? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to be it's that's going to be really cool you cool. know something really Excellent. cool to do and so it's going to be set for parents who are like gasping like oh how are you going to make that safe it's going to be set apart it's not going to be in the middle yeah. of the street of yeah. course um it's going to be in the um just behind the apple yard um park okay right so it, it's going to be a, a set aside area it's it's well um it's well thought out Will people get a map? Are we giving out maps or anything? Yes. So stay tuned. Um, Our Methuen Day webpage and Facebook page is going to be releasing um, 
various tidbit, tidbits within the next you know week and a half. Uh, so we do have a parking map um, every year that you know we do it in the in the downtown square. We make sure to give you a parking map so that you know some options to park, such as the Pelham um, parking the Pelham Street parking ride. Um, the central office building, City Hall, yep. um, parking at, As- at Osgood Park. Yep. So there's a variety of different parking options that we've outlined that you will see in the parking map. Uh, we'll also be releasing the uh, performance schedule by tomorrow so that you can see who's going to be there. Yep. Just to name a few, we're going to have the Presti Players, which is a brass band, We'll have Methuen Karate, Bella Parada will be there to perform, Chang's Taekwondo, Dance Images, um, Dance and Music Center, Studio of the Dance Arts, Jasmine Wynn, Center for Performing Arts. Um, and we're going to have a puppet show by Magic Puppets by Steve DeWitt. So that will be, that will be very interesting to, to see. So stay tuned for that schedule. Um, that will be coming out shortly. And as always, we're going to have two stages. So there'll be one stage right in front of the clock tower, and there'll be another stage uh, in front of the uh, Apple Yard um, Park. Excellent. So you'll be able to to enjoy different um, music and performances at each. Yep. And I did say that we were going to have 11 food trucks, so yeah. that's going to be a food truck that's row. Awesome. Along the bridge. So Lowell oh, Street Bridge is going to be shut down, and it's yeah. going to be food galore. Excellent. And we'll have, in addition to that, 70-plus vendors. That's great. Um, along well, High I, Street I had, in Hampshire. I had the good fortune to attend your meeting the other day, finally. And uh, I want to give you kudos. Uh, you do a great job. And Thank you. And you're the driving force here. But the whole team does what I consider to be a marvelous job getting this all. It's, it, it's a lot to put together. Yes, Yes, it is. And just to name a couple of folks who are on the team, I have my my list here, so I make (laughs) sure I don't forget anyone. Um, But Councillor Finnecaro is on the team, Jill Stacklin, Steve Angelo uh, from the Rec Department, Pat Bauer from DPW, Dave McLaren from Merrimack College, uh, Chief Randy Hager, um, Chief Tim Sheehy. Uh, Felix Semmel, who is our director of inspectional services, yep. uh, yourself, Mayor, <laughs> represented on the um, committee, uh, Debbie Steele from Dance Images, Richard LaRochelle, Diane Debs, Paul Jensen, Cole Welch, Aaron DeGloria, Luann Santos, John Hadley, Diane Juknevorian, Eileen Giordano, Bill Barry, Michael Phillips, Colleen McCarthy, Krista McLeod. Sue Juknevorian, and Jennifer Loisel. Wow. So, so Jennifer Loisel, she got a shout-out here. Uh, Nancy, I hope Jennifer Loisel will be doing another art project for Residence of Paint, another beautiful mural. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. So that's become a tried-and-true staple of Methuen Day is to have a community art um, mural project. So she's been working hard to put something together that uh, the community is really going to like. And this year um, she's going to... You know, during the event, um, take some time to to talk about yep. you know what the mural means and you know give more um, information on how folks can continue to get involved. Yep, she's great. At, uh, so she's done an island over by uh, Route 110, and she's painted probably about 20 uh, trash cans all across the city. The, marvelous creative touch. I got nothing but admiration. She's fantastically gifted. Yeah, I so. think it's it's so important because it helps to help us to think creatively of how it we does. what we can do with our with yep. our city, how to yep. make it beautiful, how yep. to really change the feel um, of our community. So I I appreciate that, and I'm so glad that she's in, involved with yep. Um, yep. with our event. The question came in, so it sounds like 2021 Methuen Day will be a lot of fun. I agree. Do you think you'll try to do this as an annual event? Yes, so this is the fourth annual Methuen Day. So last year we scaled down uh, for you know public health reasons, and we did a drive-through pumpkin patch at the Loop, and we had virtual programming. This year um, we're encouraging people to be safe and you know come downtown. You know if you we encourage people to wear masks. 
you know, because they're, you know, they're, we are still in yep. pandemic. Yep. Um, but, you know, we want to make sure that people are coming down and, and uniting with one another and really understanding that, you know, Missouin has a lot of great people, a lot mm. of great things to offer. It does. And there is a lot of, uh, potential and a lot of things that are changing yeah. downtown. So yeah. we encourage you to come down and just see it all and be in the in the thick of it. It's a great way to celebrate Methuen. It's a great way to kick off October, which is a great month in this section of the country. It's really a fantastic month, right? So um, any other secrets or nuggets you want to give to anybody who's watching? Cause it looks like our video froze to me. So Yeah, so um, there are going to be Tons of different little surprises throughout Methuen Day, so I'm not giving it all away now, yeah. but you'll have to come down to the square to participate out. and check it out and, and um, you know, enter into the raffles. Yeah. Uh, so one of the things that, I, that is new this year that I'm also really excited about is we've partnered with Methuen High School to do an essay contest. That's great. And the essay contest um, prompt is, what makes Methuen my home? And so the um, every, every student from grades 9 through 12 were able to participate. Bless you. Thank you. It was part of a um, in-class writing assignment, so it helped to, there was a nice like educational piece. The English teachers graded the the essays and recommended the finalists to the department heads and the department heads um, from what was recommended whittle it down to a first and second place for each grade and a grand um, a grand prize winner. That's great. So the prizes are first first place twenty five dollars, second place fifty dollars for the first and second place for each grade. Each person also gets a um, gift basket from Launch and uh, Texas Roadhouse Excellent. as well that has jump passes, free meal um, coupons, and a number of other uh, goodies that are related to both those businesses. Yep. And we got it. Nitz, thank you so much to the Methuen Day Committee and to Eunice for all your hard work. Thank you. Look at that. You get almost as much love as a superintendent of schools when she's on here. <laughs> Um, I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, I'm, I'm going to be out of town a little bit the week before, but um, I'll be back in time for Methuen Day. Wouldn't miss it. And the, um, the Flags of Honor in front of the Evans Library just before in the morning. Uh, those are two big events, and we're hoping to see as many people out there as possible. Um, so, Eunice, thank you for all you do for our community. Hopefully, hopefully we're going to hear you sing at some time during the day. Um, and uh, we do appreciate all you do for this community, and I love your, your focus on the positive parts of the community. So thank you. Thank you. It's, it's really a testament to the community um, that we have. They, you know, we have so many great people that want to see great things in Methuen, so it makes it easy for us to do things like that. I did want to mention yeah. uh, some of the sponsors. Yeah, please. Um, so MVP ASAP um, is a, a sponsor this year, Cedarview Rehab. Greater Lawrence Family Health Center, AFC Urgent Care, St. Alfio Society, Lowell Five Bank, Launch Trampoline Park, and Prime Lending are all sponsors um, and partners to really make this event a possibility for us. Well, we look forward. Thank you for your sponsorship. Thank you for everything you do for our community. We look forward to seeing you there. Come see Eunice and the rest of the Methuen Day Committee. Um, if you've got some time available, I'm sure you can use some volunteer help. Yes? Yes, definitely. If you are interested in volunteering, um, we're going to be releasing um, the, vol the call to action for volunteers. But you could also email Day at Gmail, and we'll get you plugged into a volunteer opportunity for that day. Excellent. All right, we look forward to seeing you there Saturday, October 2nd, um, and look forward to a fun day. So it sounds exciting, and I can't wait for the surprises. So thanks for coming on the show. You'll be back, I think, in two weeks on uh, food insecurity. We're going to talk on a different topic. Uh, you'll have Methuen Day behind us by then, so we'll be moving on. Um, uh, just a reminder, next week uh, I won't be here. Ryan will be in studio. Um, but when I come back, we're going to talk about food insecurity in Methuen and, and what our approach is, uh, some of our thoughts around approaching it, and make sure that we incorporate your thoughts as well. Uh, thank you again, Council, for coming on. 
And for the rest of you, stay safe, stay dry, um, and, and God bless.